Mission World, Highs and Lows of Africa's Pandemic. Africa has not been immune from the coronavirus pandemic, but nor has it suffered in the catastrophic manner of the United States, Europe and parts of Asia or Latin America. For every 100 infections recorded across the world, it only accounts for five, despite estimates from John Hopkins University that only 1.5% of the population is fully vaccinated. Although it is roughly the same population as China and is far more heterogeneous, much of international media still tends to report on Africa as if it is one homogenous scenario. Missionaries have long pleaded with media and aid organisations to present a more balanced picture. And while skeletal children, political unrest and violence may be riveting television and heartstring pullers for the charity dollar, missionaries say that although these situations are deserving of international attention, there is no such thing as an across-the-board reality or identity. Africa is but a geographical area embracing 54 recognised sovereign states and an even more vast collection of divergent cultural and linguistic identities. And despite this disparity, or perhaps because of it, the continent has so far resisted the worst ravages of the coronavirus – The World Health Organization reported in August that the relative youth of the continent's population has to date played in its favour. It has a medium age of only 19. The pandemic has largely been in younger age groups and about 91% of the infections in sub-Saharan Africa among people below 60 is symptomatic. Experience with the Ebola outbreak of 2013-16 to led to much more developed medical infrastructures and a significant up in expertise among practitioners, but the real backbone of the continent's health systems has always been its strong community services. Although reflecting sound medical practice, some virus precautions have produced a crippling variety of unintended side effects. Missionary societies report that the people mobility curtailment has proved extremely problematic as drought, insect plagues and extreme weather have converged on large areas to trap millions of people on now fruitless land. In other areas, lack of transport has severely disrupted food distribution. Its significant lower income population results in many families relying on one another, moving to a city or foreign country and sending remittances back home. But with usual transport routes closed, many have turned to the much riskier alternative of people smugglers, both more dangerous and expensive. The closure of schools has seen feeding programs for poorer students cease, depriving many of the most nutritious intake for the day, while their parents become victims of shrinking labour markets, shedding themselves of the most vulnerable first, usually day workers and temporary migrants, who are at least able to compensate for their lost earnings. Missionaries report that the sudden convergence of these unexpected factors brings the roll-on effect of food insecurity, malnutrition and destruction of hope to a serious head. An avalanche of missionaries arrived from around 1650 onwards 
which has seen the Catholic population grow to some 20%, even though numbers are low in some countries. And while the extent to which the Church has thrown off its colonial past is somewhat disputed, it does have a long history as a provider of education and health care, and with the indigenization of its clerical and religious personnel is better poised to be a constructive force of socio-political and economic reform. And that article was written on behalf of St. Columban's Mission Society.